Hi there, I'm Gavin Crawford. I'm a writer, an actor, and a comedian. And for the last eight or nine years, I have been navigating life with my mother's increasing dementia. Has it been sad? Yeah. Has it been funny? Also, yeah. That's what my brand new podcast series, Let's Not Be Kidding, is about. It's the true story of my life as a comedian, my mom, and dementia. Let's Not Be Kidding, with me, Gavin Crawford. A new seven-part series from CBC Podcasts, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. Alberta is slowly emerging from the deep freeze that has gripped the province for the past few days. High today of minus 16 in Edmonton. Not exactly balmy, but certainly better than the icebox of this past weekend. The bone-chilling temperatures pushed the provincial power grid to its limits. On Saturday night, and then again on Sunday and yesterday, the province put out an emergency alert, warning demand on the grid might trigger rotating blackouts. Albertans were called on to conserve electricity immediately. Well, I thought it was a good idea. Everybody can do a little bit and do their part, and it all makes a difference. I turned down my heat and went out to a a tango dance. I was watching a movie at the time, and I turned off my TV right away. And then I have a little light that doesn't use electricity. So I used that, and I I read for the rest of the evening. Turned the TV off, and, and we actually sat and talked to each other for about an hour or two, and had a game of Scrabble and did something that we didn't need to have electricity for so scrabble's the only way i get a word in edgewise with my wife so i enjoy that time some albertans may have made the best of a frigid night no expert but tango sounds like it would keep you warm as well the emergency alerts have again stirred up debate about the federal government's plans to decarbonize the electricity grid emma graney is an energy reporter with the globe and mail she's in calgary emma good morning g'day how are you can you describe how cold it was this weekend for people who are not in in alberta (laughs) Very. Um, and, you know, I'm an Australian. I feel like I can say that. But, no, it was it was absolutely brutal. Um, I had to walk downtown for a volunteer shift, I think, Thursday evening, and it was about 37 below, um, and that's before you had the wind chill. Uh, we had record lows in Edmonton, I think, for a four-day streak. Wind chills were hitting, I think, 55 below mm. at some point um, up there in Edmonton. It was just brutally, brutally cold um, for a number of days as well. So, yeah, there were some record temperatures. So. Friends in, in Edmonton and Calgary have mm-hmm. been telling me about, uh, you know, the, the emergency alerts that they were getting blaring on their phones, um, <laughs> telling them that uh, the grid was in danger. How close did Alberta come to seeing these rolling blackouts on the weekend? Yeah, pretty close. So we got the one emergency alert on uh, on Saturday. And as, you know, those clips from uh, from folks there in Alberta were saying, telling us, can you please conserve electricity? Can you please use a microwave to cook rather than your stove or an oven? Can you please just do anything you can? Don't do your laundry right now. You know, don't put on the dishwasher right now because what had happened is that there was um, so much demand. We hit record demand on Thursday, but there was still so much demand on Saturday that um, the grid was actually going in to use its backup reserves at this point. And they were so close to getting through those reserves and and just failing and causing rolling blackouts that we had to put that emergency alert out. And we're talking within kind of less than 100 megawatts mm. before we would have hit that failure in the system, which would have been just really incredibly, incredibly bad. What sort of impact did the, the alerts have, aside from scaring the pants off people? <laughs> 
I can tell you it did do that. I was not expecting an emergency alert on my phone while I was chopping up some carrots for mm. dinner. But there you have it. And you know what is incredible, actually? You can look at these graphs um, through the ISO, which is the Alberta Electric System Operator, and they graph everything that's been used in the province of demand and such. And you just see this massive cliff. And in fact, demand d- dropped by about 200 megawatts in a matter of minutes, which really pulled the grid back from the brink and meant that we avoided those rolling blackouts that the, uh, the the grid operator had warned were a real possibility if people didn't start, um, you know, reducing their, their electricity use. In November, I spoke with the Premier, Daniel Smith, and mm-hmm. we talked about the federal government's push to decarbonize the grid and the pushback mm-hmm. from Alberta. Have a listen to what the Premier said to me in November. I'd encourage you to look online at what happens when we have minus 30 weather in our province and the wind isn't blowing and the sun's not shining. I have to be able to build a grid knowing that wind and solar are intermittent. And when we back them up, we back them up with natural gas. I have to live in the world of practical reality, which is that I need a reliable grid, an affordable grid. And I I just can't afford to to be relying on computer modeling to try to make decisions. I I know that we've got to make decisions that are actually going to work so that we don't end up with the lights going out and the furnace is not able to come on in the depths of winter. What does she said in the wake of the uh, alerts that have come out and the incredibly cold temperatures over the last few days? So she hasn't said an awful lot. Um, basically, things right now have have been put to her utilities and affordability minister, Nathan Nudoff. Uh, he's been chatting to reporters. I had a chat with him uh, yesterday about this whole situation. But there have been statements she's put out on social media as well. And you're right, there is Premier Danielle Smith and and the United Conservative government, they're really in this bitter battle with the federal government over the future of the province's electrical grid. And as this three-day supply crunch, you know, and we had this, this threat of outages and we're all being asked to pull together and conserve electricity, it really did emphasise the fragility of the system. Um, I mean, it is worth noting, though, too, that the reason that this happened it was, I mean, the minister, Nathan Nordoff, he did just say, he put it, it's a perfect storm. And and he's right, you know, we had four natural gas plants actually fail in Alberta over the weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. We had no wind, so there was no generation there. Uh, the sun had already set by the time some of this was going down, so we had no solar going into the grid either. And those bitter temperatures that we're talking about, they weren't just here in Alberta. I mean, BC was also mm-hmm. seeing re- huge lows. Um, so was Saskatchewan and indeed the northwest US as well. Now, in Alberta, we really do rely on bringing in power from those places, on importing their electricity. And we'd been relying greatly on Montana, but then Idaho, thanks Idaho, went and pulled most of that. So we couldn't get that either. We did get some from Saskatchewan and BC in the end. But it's about more than just that one single thing. Can we or can we not use natural gas? That is a massive part of the conversation here. But Alberta's also looking at the interties because that's a massive part of it too. But there is, I mean, certainly I think both levels of, of government would admit no love lost between the two, between <laughs> the Alberta government and, and the federal government. And she, in, in our conversation, but also it, in, in the mm-hmm. statements that she has made, has said that this points to the dangers of trying to yep. uh, decarbonize the grid at the pace the federal government wants to move at. What has been the response from the federal government? Yeah, I mean, we reached out to the federal government and a spokesperson for climate change, or sorry, environment and climate change minister, Stephen Gobeau, and there's no love lost for him and Albert, between him and the Alberta government, I'll tell you that. But they basically said, look, you know what, that 
the clean electricity regulations would never put the province in a situation where they don't have reliable electricity. And they pointed to the fact that most of Alberta's natural gas plants would be able to continue to operate in some way under the rules. Um, you know, like fossil fuel plants with carbon capture will be allowed to operate. And even those without will be able to generate electricity during emergencies. Now, the government here in Alberta argues, well, you can't just keep a natural gas plant running um, as an emergency basis because you've got to have upkeep. You've got to pay to do that. Uh, so that's really where Ottawa and Alberta are coming head to head because Alberta's just like, we can't do anything but natural gas. And yes, you can use carbon capture, but that's going to be a long time coming. And it's not so much the net zero aspect that has Alberta up in arms. It's the fact that the federal government have set a 2035 deadline. Alberta wants to extend that to 2050. That's its goal out here. So that's what Alberta wants to see the federal government give them some leeway and give them some more flexibility. Is your sense after this weekend, I mean, nobody wants to get an alert when it's freezing mm. cold saying that the power might go out and there might be rotating blackouts. Is your sense mm. that what happened this weekend will will complicate uh, that path to decarbon decarbonizing the grid? I'm not sure it will complicate that path, but it will certainly highlight the conversation. And Alberta is in the midst of a ton of reviews right now. Um, prior to this, they started last year about how it's going to future-proof its grid, how we're going to use some of those alternate electricity forms, geothermal, nuclear, for example, and how they fit into the picture. And there's going to be a lot of changes coming this year um, as to what the future of Alberta of Alberta's grid will look like, how it will work in a very practical, tangible sense. And I think that what happened over this weekend will really bring the public's attention to reviews that may have otherwise kind of just fallen by the wayside. I think Albertans are playing a lot more attention to what their power grid will look like in the future right now. In the meantime, how will you spend this balmy minus eight day? going to go for a walk outside i mean minus eight i mean that's practically summer isn't it <laughs> it's all relative isn't it emma thank you very much <laughs> thanks so much have a great day and you emma graney is an energy reporter with the globe and mail she's based in calgary for more cbc podcasts go to cbc.ca slash podcasts